Hello and welcome back to the Clients and Profits Feature Cast. My name is Phil and I'm your host as we explore the many features found in Clients and Profits that help you work smarter, faster, and more profitable. I'm joined yet again by my co-host, Cindy Weston. Hey, Phil. Hi, Cindy. Hi. So today we're talking about the different types of invoices. Mm -hmm. Or different types of billings. Client billings. Okay, mm-hmm. When you're adding a new invoice, there are there's a window that comes up. Uh-huh. That was your idea, by the way. <laughs> Don't that, say that. That uh, okay. So when you go to add a new invoice, there's uh-huh. a window that comes up that has all the different types of job invoices that you Correct. can that you mm-hmm. can add. Yeah, and, and it 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 stands out more now because in previous older versions of the program, the add button all it did was bring up the job billing one, and you actually had to go to the um, edit menu to pull up the other types of add new uh, add so it automatically assumed you just wanted to bill a job. job job billing which is a very manual way of doing things right. whereas now when you do click on the add button it brings up all your options but still sometimes people don't understand what these options do for them right how many options are there in um, pro there's actually 11 in classic there's two less okay mm-hmm. all right and they're all listed there? They're all listed there nice. and in classic you'll see the two that aren't available they're actually grayed out but you'll still see them so what are they? Okay. The first one is the most manual way. That's the job billing one. You're actually putting in the job. You're putting in the task. And then it'll pull up any unbilled amounts from that job ticket. Then you go down to the next line item and you add the job and then you add the task. And then it pulls in any unbilled. So right. it's very manual. But sometimes this is really useful. Let's say you have a job ticket that has 25 tasks with unbilled on it. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to bill all those tasks except for printing. I want to get that in. I want to get it billed because I'm going to owe the, the vendor in 30 days. So I want to get it billed as soon as possible. Sure. So I could do a job billing, just adding the task printing, pulling in the unbilled amount, or again, even if it doesn't pull in any amount, I can actually pull in the purchase order if I want to, or I can just enter the amount in there and just bill that one task without pulling in or dealing with all the other tasks and getting rid of them. Okay. So in that way, it's a, it's a useful tool in adding invoice that way. Then you actually have the estimate billing, which is if you created an estimate in that job ticket and you estimate bill, whatever estimate you created will automatically pull over into the accounts receivable invoice. Now, there is a little stipulation. If you have more than one column in the estimate of the job ticket, you need to tell the program which column to pull over to the accounts receivable invoice. So in the estimate, are you going to make me laugh? No. In the, esti- in the estimate window, there's actually an option down at the bottom left that says which column you're going to choose, which one was approved to pull over. What? So- what? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you can't even look at me without laughing. Okay, so in the estimate window, in the bottom left, there's an option that, that you can select which column is actually approved, so that, that's what will pull over until the accounts receivable invoice, as far as that's the final column that okay. you actually want to invoice. Right. Then the next type of invoicing is the progress final billing. That just pulls over any unbilled costs that have been added to that job pull over automatically into an invoice. Again, in any of these, you still have complete flexibility as far as do you take it off? Do you keep it on there? Do you bump it up? Maybe you get $1,000 or you know whatever you want to add to it. You still have that flexibility. It's just an automation to make billing for you easier. You also have a work in progress billing, which actually brings over a cost by cost type of invoice. It gives a lot of detail to clients. So that's the work in progress billing. You have a multi-job billing one that if if you want to bill a whole bunch of job tickets on one invoice, you can actually create one invoice and it'll list the separate jobs, right. but then it gives you a grand total as far as what you're invoicing on that one. Going back a little bit, you talked about if you wanted to add something to the job billing uh-huh. right before you actually printed it. Mm-hmm. 
If it's not posted, you have to post these, right? Any invoice you have to post before it affects the job if ticket it's un- and the GL. If it's unposted, you can do anything you want. But once Correct. it's posted, forget about right. it. Right. You'd have to unpost, unpost it, it to it. edit it. Right. Correct. Okay. Right. And then there's also a media billing one, which a long time ago in versions, you know, long ago, we didn't have the media invoice so that mm-hmm. you actually had your tasks driving like the the newspaper buys, the, the magazine buys, the broadcast TV, radio right. buys, et cetera. And that's how you actually invoiced it. But it didn't give the detail of the media. The media billing now actually brings over the details, so it actually says what you've bought on that invoice. So it's not like you have to provide a backup to clients that say, this $10,000 incorporated this media buy. It says it right on the invoice, which is really awesome. You also have a retainer billing. In the retainer billing, you need to go to the My Menu, to My Clients, and you actually set up a retainer. So like, let's say you're going to get $4,000 a month from a client, and then you're going to start working on jobs. So it's kind of a deposit. It goes into deferred income. And now you're working on jobs. You actually go to bill it, but you have this retainer that you've been paid from the client. You actually create the retainer invoices, right? That bills the client, say, the $4,000 a month. You go to work on jobs, and now that job is done, and you want to bill that job. Before you post that job billing or estimate billing or progress billing or whatever, you actually edit it and apply that retainer. So it takes it off that bottom line that you've already got the money in, moving it from deferred income to income. So retainer is you set up a schedule, you get your jobs in like you normally do. You go to bill them like you normally do, but then you apply your deposit. Okay. So that's basically how the retainer billing works. In pro, you actually have advanced billing, which kind of lo- works like retainer, except you, you're you putting it to a specific job. Whereas retainer, you don't know where you're applying it yet because you're just bringing in money and working for it. Is, is advanced billing the same as pre-billing a job? Pre-billing is more like pr- doing an estimate billing, so okay. it is considered income immediately when you post it. So you're billing based on the estimate at that point. Correct. Okay. And in, estimate, in, in estimate billing, you can actually bill a percentage. You could bill 50 or 75% or 25%. Right. So you do have that option. And in many of these types, you have options to bring in change orders that are unbilled. You have options to bring in any purchase orders, broadcast, interactive, outdoor orders, et cetera. So you do have those options in many of these invoices. But the advanced billing is actually getting a deposit on one specific job. You don't have to say what tasks yet, which estimate billing makes you, because obviously it's driven by tasks. In the advanced billing, you're just saying, I want a deposit on this job. It's going to go into deferred income. Now I'm done. I'm ready to bill this job. You just apply that advance to the that job billing. So that's how the advance works. That's not in classic. That's that's not a that's classic. That's strictly a pro feature. Mm-hmm. And then you have miscellaneous billing, which is kind of nice because let's say you don't have a job ticket, but you just want to invoice a client for something. Let's say they had you do an event and it was just off the cuff and spur and you don't really have to track anything. Right. Miscellaneous billing is wonderful because it, it bills the client. It goes into their balance, but you don't have to have a a job ticket for it. Give me an example of what you would use a miscellaneous bill. We had for. a client come into our office and she she just didn't have time to go to like Kinko's or a copy house. So she'd come into our office and she'd run off a hundred color copies okay. and then walk out the door and we're like, no, you, you know, we're just, you yeah. have to pay us. Yeah. So I'm not going to have a, do- a job to track okay. that. I don't right. need to. I just want to charge her for that because she would be charged anywhere else. So I did a miscellaneous invoice that says, here, you owe us that. Okay. All right. So it still goes to the client. It still goes to the GL, but it doesn't have to be applied to any job ticket. There's no job ticket, and you can write in your own descriptions. Okay. Okay? And then there's internal billing, which Classic does not have. Job Tracker has, though. But it, it's a way to 
invoice departments without affecting the GL. So it, it, it invoices departments within the organization to move monies around, but it doesn't affect the financials. So wait a minute. You would write... Like an, in an in a in-house agency. You would invoice a department? Right. So you owe us this money? Mm-hmm. So that monies can be moved around from departments and budgets. Okay, so if you're doing your own in-house stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so I see. Well, in-house agencies. Like, let's right. say you're a, you know... Yeah, a big in-house agency, and you're you're obviously not creating an invoice and affecting the financials that way. But you just want to say your department owes us this much at the end of the year, and we're right. going to move budgets around at each quarter. Gotcha. That's okay. what the the um, internal billing is for. Then one of my favorite type of billings is the auto bill. Basically, you can bill by client, by status range, by production or billing status range, by project. It's like a recurring billing. It's actually not a recurring billing. It's actually basically any job ticket that has that is happens to be in this one status range that I'm specifying, like 10 to 10, all those invoices automatically get added to the program, pulling in automatically all the unbilled costs in that job. So let's say I have 25 job tickets that have unbilled on it. Twice a month I go in and I say from status 10 to 10 billing status, I want you to create invoices. And it just goes... So Clients Office goes in, finds those invoices for you, Creates those invoices. Creates you. the invoices. Bills on the any unbilled costs in the job tickets you're specifying you want to pull oh, automatically. Wow. Again, you can still edit it. You can still add to it. You can still take away from it. But think about that. If twice a month you that's went like, in, that's like saying clients of profits. Go fetch me some money. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> so let's say it adds those twenty five job tick or twenty five accounts receivable invoices, automatically pulling in all the unbilled costs. How quickly could you invoice twice a month? And you don't even know. I mean, if you're really big, yeah. you know, you have all these, all this uh, unbuilt stuff mm-hmm. just laying around. That's like money laying around. You don't know right. what you have. So it helps your cash flow. So sure. if, if you can build like that twice a month, at least twice a month, and it does it automatically for you and you just fine tune it, your AEs can specify what jobs are ready for billing. Right. Or you could just do all open jobs that happen to have, you know, unbilled costs on it. And it creates all those invoices for you. So basically, what you're saying <laughs> is that clients of profits will find money in your couch. We'll find money in your couch. That's fantastic. Yeah. And and um, again, just like any accounts receivable, you know, any accounting thing, you do want to proof, especially if you're auto billing because it's adding a lot, you know, it could be adding stuff you're not aware of. Right. You always want to do a proof before you post it. No, I always. love my clients and I love my profits, <laughs> but I really love clients and profits. Amen. Don't you? Amen. That's, Yeah. Now, do you want to talk about reoccurring billing? Reoccurring billing is another option that you have, too. It's just a way to set up reoccurring billings for, you know, internally. So it's the same amount, the same information, just like your reoccurring accounts payable invoice. So there is so many different ways that you can bill and claim some profits and so many ways that are automated. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty big. That's great. Yeah. So that's why I want to talk about it. No kidding. That is so important. I can't believe <laughs> that we haven't talked about that sooner. It was on my list. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about. I know. I have a lot of I mean, stuff yeah, on my list. It can take us years to get through this program. And then we keep <laughs> adding <God. laughs> stuff. We keep adding stuff. There's always something new happening. Yeah, there is. And there is some new stuff happening. Believe me. Big, oh, big you guys, time. I'm so excited. You guys are going to faint when you see what's happening. I'm excited. Yeah, there's some good stuff coming yep. on the horizon. Yep. Well, Cindy, thanks. Thank you. Hey, listen, if you have any questions for us, or maybe you want us to cover a, a particular feature in the program, uh, send us an email, podcast at clientsandprofits.com. We'll even mention your name on the air, right? Yep. Well, thanks, Cindy. Thank you. My name is Phil, and this has been the Clients and Profits Feature Cast. We'll see you next time.